0: With me today are Life Coaches Cindy Chavez and Jackie Gates. This is your Daily Dose of Happy. We are so happy you decided to join us today. And we are also pleased and privileged to have David Strickle, the Stream of David, joining us again here on the show. And uh, David, I, I guess the last time I spoke to you was on Tire Talk, which was, uh, yeah, was a, few a few days couple, back. Like, about a week yeah, ago. Right? About a week ago, right. Yeah. That was great. Have we do've politics. Yeah, that was kind of unusual. Yeah, I was kind of surprised we did that. I liked it. It was fun, but yeah. it was, yeah, it was a little bit of a challenge. You were the but, perfect guest for that. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. And uh I, it was a good way of testing for me because I don't know how much you knew about my background, but I was addicted to politics for years. I didn't know that. I just kind of guided to talk about
1: politics that day and yeah. you'd be the guest. And there we go. There we go.
0: Yeah, but I was, and so this was kind of a test to see could I do the whole show and not get attached to it. And I am pleased to report that I did. So, thank good. you for helping me pass the test. I appreciate well, that's that. kind of what the whole show was about, right? How to how right. to pay
1: attention uh, without getting drawn into the matrix of it.
0: Yeah, oh. mm-hmm. and there certainly is a matrix there. So, uh, I know you have met Cindy. You were on Cindy. You were on uh, the show with Cindy and me last time. I don't think you met Jackie because she wasn't here. So, Jackie, meet David. David, meet Jackie. Hello. Nice to meet you. Um, And Jackie, I don't know how much you know about David. David is kind of like the male version of Esther Hicks. He receives (laughs) the stream the way that she receives Abraham and the way he he is described in the past.
2: From your your experiences. Yes,
0: absolutely. Okay. Okay. And, and I love the way David has previously explained it to me. He says, uh, instead of having an Esther flavor, his version of the source has a David flavor. I thought that was a good way of describing it.
3: So yeah. Well, it's all is, channeled it's yeah. filter, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Universal law is universal law, just different, uh, different uh, filter that it's going through each time. And um, anybody who's in the live stream, hello, Luke. Hello, Sam. Hello, Anne Marie. Um, Everybody who's uh, checking in, if you have questions, we are going to do a stream session. So save up your questions or don't save them. Actually, start putting them into the chat. That way we could actually include them. <laughs> it works better that way. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, we are going to do a stream session. And, and, David, I think you'll be relieved to know we're not going to cut you down to 15 minutes so that you're feeling like you're being, you know, jolted all over the place like on a roller coaster. You'll actually get to do a full stream session today. Cool. Unless you have something specific, you need to. Do you, is there something no. you wanted to bring up
1: today? No, no, not at all. I just kind of showed up with no agenda, as I usually do, and, and let you take it from there.
0: Okay. Yeah. So I figured uh, let's let's have a good stream conversation because we haven't really had a full one here on the show for quite some time, and it's lots of fun. And uh, I know you get a, a buzz out of it too. So. Yeah, well, well, I'm to, or,
2: excited. I've never, I've never experienced one or seen one in action or mm. anything. Like, I mean, I've read bits, but not anything. So I am ecstatic to watch.
0: <laughs> good, good. Well, save up your questions, too. You'll be getting the chance as well to ask the questions. The thing that I love, I'll yeah. tell you in advance, the thing I love the most about hearing this stream, it's kind of like hearing Abraham, is you ask a question, and you get back so much more information than you expected from your question. It covers, it's so expansive. It covers the the question from like every possible angle, but does it very, very uh, efficiently? I think is the best way to say it, to, to to describe it. So it, yeah. yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I got to ask you this question, David. I don't think I've ever asked you when, from your perspective. I mean, because you you don't really have a full clear understanding of what's going on when you're in the midst of it. So you have to play it back later. But when you play it back later, do you still get that? That sensation of wow, that came out of my mouth. What was oh, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's that's really as a channel, it's the only way you know that you're not just uh, you know channeling your own ego, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> is this is this kind of these uh, you know holy crap moments? I never thought about it like that. Uh, that happens a lot, uh, and then yeah. there are times that I because I do have some awareness when I'm doing it, I'm sort of in the background. There are okay. times that things come out, and I have it in real time, like wow, I would have never thought of that that way. But now that I do, it's sort of like they deliver information. Then once you think about it the way they're delivering it, it just makes sense. It's like always was and you always knew it.
0: You just had to rediscover your own knowing of it. Right. Yes. That, that resonance, that's what keeps coming up over and over and over again. Yeah. Absolutely right. So, all right. Well, why don't we do a stream session? Why don't you do your little, uh connection routine there. and uh... <laughs> My little song and dance. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I don't know what you call that. I've never I have always stumbled uh, over. Like, like what am I describe it? We just
1: I always invite meditation? everybody that's okay. viewing to kind of quiet their mind and uh okay. and, and do a little breath work, set an intention to have a just a fantastic experience, whatever that looks like for you, and then okay. we'll know when they're here as you always do.
0: Sounds good. All right. And we do this together. Sounds good. we are here. Welcome back stream. I can't tell you how glad I am to have you back here again, except to say, I'm really glad to have you back here again. Uh, And I I guess I can also start by saying I kind of missed the fact that for about six months in the second half of 2020, I got to talk to you every week. So I was kind of addicted to that, but it is great to have you back every time. So thank you for taking the time to come talk to us. Um, Before we get into questions, I want to ask you something. Uh, Do you have any messages that you want to uh, present to us to get the whole thing started today is there is there something you'd like us to address today we do not come in with a theme or an agenda
1: there are certainly a lot of things flowing around in your world that that, that are causing all of you to question more and more and more and the, the overarching theme of, of our message is always about your own ability to craft your bubble of reality in any fashion that you choose and and all of the fear mongering and all of the polarity that you're experiencing in your world is is not a sign of your world self-destructing. It's actually a sign of the collective consciousness of humanity questioning so much and and lifting out of the matrix, if you will, so much that the collective institutions of control are, are fracturing and crumbling right in front of your eyes. So instead of being fearful about your time, we guide you to be very, very excited about the time because you've all created this disruption. That's quite a concept.
0: That's amazing. It's an amazing concept. We created a disruption. That's not the way we normally think about disruptions, is it?
1: We, we have called it a correction. We've called it a reset. But the, the, the powers that be, if you will, are, are, are doubling down and, and, and fighting harder for life than ever. You, you are seeing more elements of control being introduced, more, more so than many of you have experienced in your lifetimes, depending on where you are. And in, in observing that, it's, it's easy for humanity to slip into the matrix of fear. And when you do that, you are giving your power away. When you see it for what it is, but when those institutions are on life support, if you will, and trying to assert themselves in an attempt for revival where humanity has already moved on from them. And what you see is more and more human beings waking up to that. And as more and more beings wake up to that, a few more will sort of get trapped in the matrix, but they're they're not really going down in vibration. They are simply becoming more apparent to you as you wake up. You, You are seeing polarity and you're seeing the matrix for what it is and those that are battling, those that are needing to be right, those that are needing to to, to demonize and be on one side or another, that is all a reflection of the polarity of your environment. And polarity serves a purpose, as you well know. Polarity serves that purpose to deliver this imperfect human experience from which you all grow, become more sophisticated versions of you. But when you are mired in the polarity, when you are needing to argue and needing to be right and needing to be fearful and needing to judge and and all of that confusion that comes along with that, all of that anxiety that comes along with that, the path out of that is to understand that you are all eternal beings. Nothing happening in your environment can possibly end that which you are. This is just a temporary journey for all of you. And when you detune that fear, suddenly that matrix no longer has the hold on you that it once did. Notice how the fear of death is the key point that is made by the matrix. And the fear of death is something that's, that's tapped into in all of you because each and every one of you understand the concept of death and know in your subconscious mind that the death experience is something that you will inevitably experience. So therefore, creating a fear around that and then tapping into it controls your behavior until you don't allow it to anymore. And then when you no longer fear death and you're no longer needing to to protect others from the death experience or even from the harm experience, because you realize that every being is having the experience that their soul came here to have. And if you're not judging it the way that we are not judging it, you can be in a more of an allowing state of all of humanity to live the journey they came to have. And in that appreciation of your own humanity, your vibration goes up. When your vibration goes up, you see more clearly. When you see more clearly, you experience more joy. You are no longer feeling that angst. You are no longer feeling that anxiety, which is, is your, your 3D self sort of battling or, or in a tug of war with your eternal consciousness. Both are present within you, and they can operate in harmony. But the matrix teaches you not to listen to the eternal version, to listen to the 3D version, to be in polarity, To take a side. You must take a side. If you do not take a side, you're going to be a victim. And when you're victimized, you're going to end up experiencing the death experience. How often has that been taught to all of you? And how often is it proven not to be true? And then when you realize that and it's no longer impacting you the way it once did, you
0: are wiggling out of the matrix. Oh, I love that. That is so good. I want to stop for a moment and remind people in the live stream, if you have questions, put your question in the live stream. I'll be glad to read it to the stream. Um, Jackie, Cindy, if you have any questions or anything that you want to bring up, bring it right up. Jackie, you got something?
2: Not yet. I'm just not yet.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. So I'm, I'm going to just continue on until I see a question or hear a question from somebody else because I could do this all day long. I love this. <laughs> uh, so let's talk a little bit more about what you were just talking about, uh, the, the, how we get kind of uh, wrapped up in this matrix and how uh, when we are slipping away from the matrix, so to speak, um, that's when really that that's when we're living more of the abundant life. I mean, you didn't say it that way, but that's what what it aims toward. We aim toward we, we end up getting more of what we want in life. We end up enjoying life more um, mm-hmm. and we end up feeling less trapped by what others are trying to trap us into. Talk a little bit more about what it takes to get out of that trap and, and how it is we get into that trap in the first place.
1: Uh, understanding what, that, that you all create your, your own trap actually, because when you project in as, 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 a, as a human being, as a fetus even, you begin experiencing the earth environment from conception and you begin discerning preferences from conception and you are moving toward your preferences and you learn very quickly to move away from the things that are not your preference. And in doing so, you are creating this belief system. And in creating your human belief system, you are actually creating your operating system. So when you start experiencing life, especially post-birth, where there is far more stimuli in the environment, and you are learning from all of the elements that are around you, what you prefer, what you do not, what frightens you, what comforts you, and all these things, you start creating a belief system around all of that. And, mm-hmm. and this is where the the vibrations that are present around you may begin to be absorbed by you. And, and, and there is nothing wrong with that. That is a natural state of occurrence because your your infant self in this scenario is learning to be a new human being. And in learning to be a new human being, part of that is developing an operating system, which is a belief system, which absolutely begins building your subconscious train of thought. And that subconscious train of thought it is your belief system, and it is going to drive you through life, the life experience, the human experience. And the human experience from the energetic realm is never viewed as bad or less than or wrongly done or anything of that nature from the energetic realm any experience is an expansive experience so in the energetic realm whatever you however you choose to to manifest your life path there is no wrong there's absolutely no wrong way you can manifest anything and everything even the things that that you all may consider the worst life path possible but from your eternal perspective you are not viewing it that way That judgment of path is always an egocentric judgment. It is is part of humanity. And you are discerners of preference, so you're always going to have a level of judgment present. But when the fear takes hold of that judgment, that discernment, then you tend to go down your spiral into the lower vibrational field and stay there more often than you naturally need to be and stay in that, that, that space of, I'm not enough. I can't have it. I wasn't loved enough as a child. I am not worthy. The world is not abundant. The world is evil. The financial system is rigged. All of these things, these these negative ideas that are flowing all around you, you operate in that lower vibrational field and that becomes your belief system. You all have examples of people in your lives who operate in that that space. And the results that they receive and you see it in other people, sometimes easier than you even see it in yourselves, the results that they're receiving in terms of their life journey is a reflection of that. So that is a lovely piece of evidence that you can all use to begin doing your work, if you so choose, to move yourselves more and more and more out of the matrix. And the path to doing that is learn to systematically detune fear and judgment. Move up your spiral. Find any and every path to move up your, your, your default vibration. Very often that involves clearing out some of your your old transgressors, clearing out some of the things that are playing on a loop in your subconscious mind that systematically drag you down. And you all have the capacity to do that. So when you start systematically clearing out the the gunk, if you will, clearing out the, the, the bad memories, the things that you judged as that should not have been, I was mistreated, I was a victim, and you start reframing how you see that and you start clearing that stuff out, your default vibration goes up and up and up. And then you start working in harmony with the universe because the universe is delivering abundance to all of you all the time. Whatever your version of abundance is, because that's a matter of preference. One person's abundance is not necessarily another's, but your version of abundance is always available to you more and more and more and more. But understand that if you've spent a lifetime creating this default vibration, you are not going to read a book or listen to a podcast in most cases and instantaneously change that. Because you're operating in vibrational flow, which means your vibration is up and down all the time. And you're all aware of that as well because your mood is a reflection of that. And your mood is up and down all the time. Some more than others, certainly. But you, you you are in a higher vibrational space just naturally some of the time. And you are less than that all the way down into a lower vibrational space. That movement actually is what creates your reality. Because if you were projected into a static environment where you wanted for nothing, every preference you had just instantaneously manifested, you would grow bored with that so quickly that you would inevitably create a disruption to it. That's why these, these ideas of the law of attraction, you're just going to sit and manifest every single thing that you want without any effort, without any contrast whatsoever. That's not, you you do not see that happening. What you see happening is some of the things that you want as you believe more and more begin showing up more. But then you have a few big things that you really want to manifest and those tend to be more difficult for you. And that's simply because you are thinking about them so much that you're inevitably going to wish for them through different points of vibrational flow. So there's times that you're going to wish these big dreams into being and you're going to believe them and you're going to trust them and you're going to feel the the essence of them and the universe is working in concert to deliver them to you. But then the very next day, you may not be in the same point of vibration and you think it might be a fun thing to go revisit that thought and you go pull up that thought and it doesn't feel as authentic. Suddenly it feels not as possible. Then you go down that path of, questioning how is this going to be when is it going to be why would that work that hasn't worked for me before and you are in a totally different vibrational space than you were just the day before but you are now renegotiating with the with the universe essentially you are telling the universe that I don't believe that as much as I did yesterday the universe always answers yes always it is not judging your manifestations that's, not, that's, that's why the universe is not judging if you want to manifest a drug addiction as opposed to a, a, a successful business because the universe is not a judgmental entity. It's only delivering on your vibration. So when you're, you're allowing your vibration to go all over the place in this vibrational flow, you're always
0: going to get a mixed bag. What you're leading up to is a really interesting topic for me, anyway, it was one of the things that I found to be most powerful about uh, taking the Taya boot camp and, and learning the way uh, the, the tie way works, which you laid out in, in uh, your lectures that uh, David and his team recorded. Um, the The point that I'm reaching that I'm uh, uh, aiming at here is the point of appreciating, particularly appreciating transgressors, appreciating the stuff that we don't like, appreciating things that don't work out the way we want it. Have to work out appreciating disappointments, the polarity as as you were describing it, and and that, that's a tough concept for all of us. I mean, uh, Cindy and Jack, are life coaches; they, they deal with that a lot, dealing with you know, with their clients, trying to help their clients get there, and so they know how difficult that can be. Um, but nevertheless, it, it's a vitally important one. So let's talk about that a little bit. What does it take to appreciate that which we don't really like? The,
1: the thing that it takes is a journey toward realizing your your own natural source presence. We we say over and over again, you all have your own version of this. Whether you ever speak it or or channel it, so to speak, you are all channeling in your own ways. When you're at your best, when you're up your spiral, you are naturally an an expression of source, and you are co-creating with source, that that is actually... The source of all creation is is what's available to you in that higher vibrational state of being, and you all have it in you. All all creation does. So the the, the what does it take is to understand that you have all been fed this very steady diet of demonization, of fear, of of, of the victim mindset, and look what it does to your society. Look what it does to you. You were told that it's not your fault. You had nothing to do with it. The other, the other being was a monster. And while there's, there may be a little bit of, of early stage healing offered in, in that sentiment to, to, to not take blame because this is not about blame, but ultimately the continued demonization of the transgressor keeps the transgressor forever alive. So in the subconscious Mm -hmm. mind, that traumatic event, whatever it was, when you are demonizing that transgressor over and over and over again, it's very much alive in your subconscious mind. Your subconscious mind is not operating in linear time the way that your conscious mind is. So you are continually broadcasting out to the universe that you are a victim of X, Y, Z. That's why you see people who are a victim of of certain things such as abuse or or financial indisparity or or, or poor health or or something of that nature – continually remanifest different versions of the same vibration over and over and over again. It becomes a cycle of life until that is disrupted by actually trying something that's radically different than, than 99.9% of your society teaches, which is actually to go in and, and find appreciation for, authentic appreciation for the transgressor, which is well beyond the concept of forgiveness. Because the concept of forgiveness that is taught is is sort of, Halfway of that, the concept of forgiveness is you did something wrong to me and I'm going to decide to let you off the hook. That's not exactly appreciation. When you go into radical appreciation of a transgressor, then you detune its power over you. That's the magic in detuning. And not many teachers go there because immediately everyone's mind races right to the most egregious transgressors in someone's life. We, we would not necessarily guide you to start there. Because if you start there, you're more likely to fail. Start detuning smaller transgressors that weren't as impactful and then watch how that energy dissipates when you detune it. And the systematic detuning of transgressors raises your default vibration every single time.
0: <laughs> this is really interesting. I I don't know if there's any other questions from you to Cindy and Jackie. The the audience is quiet, so I I just keep going. But if you have a question, just jump right in because I mean I can keep going on for hours here.
3: <laughs> I just have a comment, and that is I like the um, I like the concept of detuning <laughs> because we all know that energy entrains to itself like tuning forks. So right, so it's like if we're in mm-hmm. tune with a certain vibration and I think part of what I'm hearing you say is that so often we get attached to it because of identity like that victim that victim identity that says I like you mentioned bad health and I know there are some people that have had an experience where they've actually come out of a bad health situation but they still identify with like I am a cancer survivor you know that I am this is who I am and Yes, it's wonderful for someone to survive and come through and be able to thrive. But in the language, sometimes I don't think there's enough of that what you're calling detuning, where we can still recognize that we had that experience and we can even be thankful for it. Like Walt's talking about appreciation, um, because it did bring us experience that has widened our ability to have compassion on ourself and others and to experience different things, like we all came here to experience a bunch of stuff, right? And But that detuning, I really like that language because what that says to me is that we're able to unattach ourself from it in identity and have, yes, I had that experience, but no, it doesn't, uh it's not still attached to who I am. I don't have to be that. I can just have had that experience and move on. So I, I like
0: that language a lot.
1: I just wanted to say that. And, and de- detuning is, is far more useful than the, the concept of eradicating. The, the, the idea of eradicating fear and eradicating judgment and eradicating your transgressors so that they just do not exist anymore. It's, it, the detuning process is more about finding that authentic appreciation because as soon as you find authentic appreciation for any transgressor, you will begin to see how it has served you even if that service, as you have stated, is simply making you a more compassionate being or a more sophisticated being. Notice how people who have gone through a certain type of trauma, when they get together, they understand that they are in a vibratory group that that only they understand their experience. And it it, it indeed makes them a more sophisticated group of beings for having had that experience, even if it was labeled traumatic. Your, Your soul chooses to, to come to the earth environment and manifest in the physical to become a more sophisticated version of itself. That's how the entire universe expands, is this expression of source and physical, having the, the contrasting experience of a polarized physical environment and overcoming. The overcoming drives new creation. In fact, if you look at all of your creation across humanity, just what humanity has created, all of it, is a response to some perceived problem or obstacle. Always. Always. All of your technology. There's something that's missing. There's something that could be better. There's something that we can expand. There's something that we can disrupt and change and reinvent and make better. You, the, the universe is naturally expansive. So the universe is naturally calling forth expansion. And that creativity comes to you when you appreciate the transgressor enough to re-emerge with your own source consciousness which is a higher vibrational state of being that takes appreciation to reach. And then when you have that clarity of source, the solution or the new creation is just like that. That's why these amazing ideas and solutions, when you're really frustrated about something, you cannot find them. You step away from it for a little bit and you find joy in anything. And then suddenly the solution just drops right in.
0: Very cool stuff. (laughs) Did you want to follow up? Or Jackie, did you want to follow up with something?
2: I have a question about something that um, has – it feels tricky with law of attraction uh, just generally. Um, I'd like to have your take on it. It's this idea that um, if someone is in pain and in the middle of um, an experience that is hard or – um that they really wish that they didn't weren't going through, right? So you have a, a chronic illness, you have an abusive experience, whatever that is. If we come straight out and say, you need to find something to appreciate about that, it diminishes um, it feels like to use the term gaslighting, it feels like you aren't fully <laughs> appreciating for them the depth of the pain that they're in. And I do understand that at some point, there will be something that they could get from it. But I also don't like the idea that they choose to have, or not choose, that they have the experience and need to go um, kind of whitewash it by finding something good in it. It's like there is this, there are, there are crappy experiences that happen to very new people on the planet. Um, and it feels incredibly unkind to say, go and find the appreciation in that.
1: We, we would, we, we have stated in this interaction earlier that you would not necessarily guide somebody to appreciation of their greatest transgressors instantaneously. It, it is a, is a process mm-hmm. that you guide them to. The, the idea of kind and unkind, that is also the matrix. That is also the, the polarized environment that you in, that, that, that you True. exist in. The, the, the vibration of source energy, which is that which we are and, and resides in you is not judging the experience of that being as bad or wrong or shouldn't be. That is a human created vibration that in your example, the, the young one who was born into terminal cancer and, and lives to be five years of age and that's it, that there's cruelty in that. There is not cruelty in that from the eternal perspective. That strand of consciousness understood very well the vibration that it was projecting into. The the stillborn, the, the aborted fetus, all of these things that, that you all judge as wrong or cruel or should not be that creates suffering, from the energetic realm, it is not viewed that way. From the energetic realm, it's an experience that is had in physical without judgment. There is All of it creates expansion. And very often, humanity has this idea that a strand of consciousness will project in to a life of comfort and privilege, and they must somehow be blessed. And the ones that project into terminal illness or genocide or, or any of those things that strand of consciousness must somehow be cursed, or or why, or it's so unfair. But what you're actually observing is a strand of consciousness projecting into a set of circumstances, a, a, a circumstance that is chance, that absolutely is a more sophisticated path for a strand of consciousness seeking out a more sophisticated experience. And all of the other beings that are involved in this scenario We're also seeking out that level of sophistication because, again, the concept of of life and death and pain and suffering are not viewed the same at all from the energetic realm. That's why you don't have true equality in your world, because there's no two strands of consciousness seeking out the same path or the same journey. From your human experience, you've all, again, you've all ran in this matrix of the idea of something being someone's own creation Means it's their fault and somehow that is also cruel. We understand the, the perspective very, very well. We, 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 we understand it. But again, that, that is a learned reaction to that type of experience where you can look upon them in appreciation, but that would not, in your appreciating them, you would not necessarily go to them and guide them to immediately find appreciation for their very painful terminal illness. Your appreciation of them would actually raise your vibration to such a place that you would actually be able to authentically appreciate the experience they are having, even in their suffering, and any thoughts or words or deeds that would flow from you to them would not be contradictory to their experience. It would be exactly what they needed to have in that moment because they are source-aligned and you are source-aligned. So you would not go in in your authentic appreciation and guide someone that you need to appreciate it. In, in, in fact, very often, people who are suffering are so stuck in the matrix in the, the judgment of their own suffering that they will read a book or listen to a podcast and they are so not vibrationally aligned with it that it is repellent to them and they immediately turn it off. They immediately put it down and very often go write their one-star review of how awful this author is for suggesting such a thing, even though that author has led many, many, many people to miraculous cures because they're not yet ready for that vibrational information. It's not part of their journey. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's not part of their journey. But the idea of judging something as cruel or not right or evil, it's, it's all about appreciating and understanding the energetic realm as it is. The energetic realm is universal law. And it's very simple. It's not judgmental. That's why you're not all having the same experience. And then beginning to understand how to pull that into your human experience and deliver it to other beings in a way with which they can understand it. And we are here flowing through David, sharing the very raw, very real version of it. And some people are going to discover these teachings and be in alignment with it and be completely transformed by it, while others are not ready for it and will completely turn it off.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's all
1: about the vibrational
0: journey. That so much information sense. to take in too. <laughs> That's the thing about the stream. You ask my question. Whoa, okay, you just got a dissertation on it.
3: <laughs> I mean, could you you you've used the term the matrix over and over, and conceptually I feel like I know what you're saying and don't really have a struggle to understand, but I would like to hear you define it. The,
1: the, the Matrix is, is not about, the way we use the Matrix is not about a movie at all. We understand that many people hear that and think, think of a movie. The movie was, is, was a concept of, of what we're referring to, and that's the human-created vibration that is, is a set of rules that are heavily laden with fear and judgment. The, the, the human operating system, if you will, is the Matrix. And it is a vibration. And all of humanity is in some level of the matrix, and in fact, you're all in it to some degree. You're not going to escape it until you you have the, the the crossing over or the death experience, however you refer to that. But you can move out of it. You can you can move out of its grasp, and you move out of its grasp by beginning to reimagine your life and all of humanity through the lens of Source, which you you, you all have in you. You you, you can listen to our teachings shared by David and see if they resonate or not, but you only need to go inward to really get your version of this. And perhaps we we are flowing in such a way that will allow you to, to spark your thought towards something in a new direction that you've never considered before. But you have this in you. All of humanity does. But your operating system is the sum of all of your experiences and how you've reacted to them. But you all have complete control. You shift that system. In fact, you can reinvent that system and make it be something very different than what it's ever been and completely change your life experience in the process of that. And, and the path that we guide all of you to, that is not a mandate. It is not something that you must do. There are no rules from us that you must follow. We, we are not seeking anything such as that. But our guidance is the systematic detuning of fear and judgment. Make that your priority, detuning your own fear and judgment, and then notice your own inner guidance will
0: emerge in that process. Very good. If there's no follow-up at your end, Cindy or Jackie, I'll continue on that same vein because I like uh, where that was going. Uh, the idea of, um, oh, what was the word you used? Oh, don't lose it, Well, It was right there. <laughs> um,
1: Uh, We were speaking to the the idea of of telling someone that their illness is their creation mm -hmm. while they're in their suffering state. It it would not be well received, would be considered cruel. And and, and we we understand that. Mm -hmm. So in your your authentic, and here's here's the divide. Here's the divide. And you've brought up such an excellent point that the divide is if you as the teacher are seeking to go and deliver that information to them that way, that's coming from your ego space anyway, because you're seeking to be their savior. Where you move into authentic appreciation of of their experience for the experience, you are naturally not going to approach someone in that space and say, this is your own creation. There's this thing called the law of attraction, and you are making this happen for yourself, and all you need to do is appreciate it, and it will all go away. And you understand that already. We understand that we're telling you something that you know very well, that as a teacher or a coach or or just a a caring human being, you're not going to go at it that way naturally. You're you're going to, to connect with the vibration of the being that you are seeking to comfort and in your appreciation of them offer exactly the words that they are seeking.
2: That's key because there have been people who wield the law of attraction in a, in a, in a, in a let me save you way. And it, and you're right. It is absolutely from, I know something you don't know. And it's this weaponized. is where you're I, doing it wrong. <laughs> um, and, and that, that is key. So yes, I, I do appreciate that distinction. It is the divide between, um, seeing if I can be of service and seeing if I can save you.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Indeed. We, we are not seeking to save anyone from their human experience, including David. And, and, and if you, one of the unique things that we guided David to do early on in his podcast and his teachings is to allow us to flow without fear and judgment and allow us to even be offensive at times because we are sharing simple universal law and we are not judging and we are not needing anyone to, to subscribe to this or believe in this. And then to take these teachings and use them himself in his own life and share those experiences, which is very much what he does, which is never going to be perfect, which has been an evolution. And early on, there was some of that ego present in him, and he has worked on detuning that and allowing more of our perspective to infiltrate his teachings or his, his sharing of our teachings in his practice, and it's proven to be very effective for people. The more he detunes his ego and takes his ego out of it, and simply appreciates their path, whatever it is, even if it's away from him, then he he is coming to understand or has come to understand that there is so much magic in that, that the human sharing from the human perspective their own source-flowing version of this, which you all have the, the capacity to do in your own unique way. Mm-hmm. I love yes,
2: this whole I thing about... Yes, I definitely can see that.
0: That's very useful. I love the the whole appreciation road because different people are going to be at different points along that road. I think of it as a road. I think of it as a a series of steps we go through as we learn to become more and more appreciative. That's the way I took it when I came through the the boot camp. That's where I feel like right now on the other side of boot camp. And every single day I find myself with new opportunities to appreciate stuff that, in the past, I would not have been interested in appreciating, not even for a second, and then trying to do it anyway, and that can be it's a challenge let's be honest, it is a challenge. There are some things that are very, very difficult to appreciate uh I can name something that I can now appreciate that many people are still stuck on. Somebody like an Adolf Hitler. I've actually learned how to appreciate an Adolf Hitler. I certainly don't want him in my life, but I can now appreciate him to a much greater degree than I ever could before. But that would be a big deal for people. There are a lot of people who would say, appreciated Adolf Hitler? No, thank you. Get that out of my life. I don't want to have anything to do with it, which just shows how challenging this whole appreciation concept really is. And, and, so, and the
1: lack of appreciation for that vibration keeps it flowing in different ways to a lesser degree in, in, in most circumstances, but it keeps it flowing. And the authentic mm-hmm. appreciation of it is the, the the learning experience that was offered in all of that. Still talking about it all these years later, certainly, <laughs> yeah. because it was a great learning experience that, that humanity manifested for itself. And it was a manifestation, but we, we do want to point out that manifestation is never about fault. Manifestation is never judged as you shouldn't have manifested that because anything that you manifest in your, your human journey cannot possibly scathe nor end that which you are eternally. This human journey is a temporary weekend trip no matter what. One of infinite journeys that you'll all take is as, as a strand of consciousness. So from your eternal perspective, you are not viewing this human life with all of the pressure that most of you tend to place upon it in your human Mindset.
0: Yeah. And I love that, that it's a weekend journey because it's a great way to look at the fact that we are eternal beings. And, so, and it will I mean, have a beginning, a middle and an end. And there's no yeah. right
1: amount of time or our or method or set of experiences at all.
0: Which is really, really good. That's, that, that reminds me of one of the things that you do when you're in the Thai boot camp, uh, the stream is laid out on uh, these, these modules. And in each module, there are different things to do. One of the things that they have you do early on is a meditation that the stream uh, led that, that David channels from the stream. And in that meditation, they guide you to kind of move away from the earth. And you know, you start in, in your, your meditative state on the earth and then you move you know, away from your town into away from your country, away from the planet, out into the solar system, beyond the solar system, further and further out until you finally can look back and the earth is this little tiny speck way, way over there. That's where, that's how big your problems are. <laughs> it's a very interesting perspective that they lead us on with that meditation. That's what I think about. Whenever I think about appreciation, I think about that meditation. So. I guess that's my way of saying thank you for the meditation. <laughs> um, any other questions here?
3: No, oh, here I usually think of them all after David's gone and I'm
0: gone. The right? Well, that's what happens. Because there's so much information coming out from the stream that was like, oh, wait a minute, I need like, need like three hours to process this before I finally get what it was they were talking about four hours ago. Like, whew. Yeah, it's a lot, but it's also a lot of fun, too. Um, we, we will so depart
1: with just a few words of, of encouragement, if you will, for, for all of you to to truly celebrate this this time that you are all creating in your world. Everything that you have been experiencing in the past couple of years is, is a clear indication for all of you that your belief in the fact that you create your own reality and your own sovereignty and, and, and your own well-being, regardless of what's going on around you, that is what's creating this this sort of last grab, if you will, from the the, the powers that be, and, and and we are not trying to to guide you to demonize any of that, but simply recognize it for what it is, and instead of demonizing the powers that be that that you all do to varying degrees, move toward appreciating the fact that there's an old vibration that is falling away, and a new vibration is emerging. Understanding that that new vibration is still going to be polarized, it is still going to you know, deliver vibrational flow for all of you. So you still have your obstacles to overcome and your new things to create, but you're all becoming freer all over your planet. You're all becoming freer, even in in, in the places that hold the less the least amount of freedom. The vibration of, of free thought and the vibration of you all create your own reality is taking hold in your world. You've always known it all along, but the sharing of it and the technology that you've created that allow you to share it in in, in methods such as this, all of those things are coming together to create this new higher vibrational state of being. And if you start to really get into watching how the history of humanity has been created and recorded you will notice that the general vibration goes up and up and up and up and up. Mm-hmm. And that's true for your personal life experience, that you have these ups and downs, you have corrections, you have you have things that come into your, your, your paths that you have to solve that create pain and trauma and things of this nature, but then you can move through them. And when you allow those things to be appreciated, and all you need do is find authentic appreciation just for the experience. And then as soon as you find that appreciation for the experience, the vibration on that topic goes up and the 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 gifts that were offered in the experience become apparent to you automatically. You do not have to go and search for them. They become automatically apparent that if I had never experienced that, I would have not then done and experienced this. And you all have evidence of that already in your lives. And you have even more of that in your paths ahead.
0: With much love, that is what we have. Thank you, stream. Wow. <laughs> Jackie, I think you got a sense now of what we like so much about doing these stream sessions. They are enticing. They get your mind going in a thousand interesting directions all at once. They, they stimulate all kinds of, of, of thought patterns, and, and they stimulate the conscience, oh, too. Right. <laughs> there's, well, there's, there's a lot of stimulating that goes on. I mean, we're, we're in a relatively uh, home-like uh, circle here because everybody who's listening to the program and and the people in the live stream and so forth, Cindy, Jackie, we're all kind of in a any sort of a general we're, a general agreement realm. You know, I, I would call that a, a sort of like a home like agreement realm, so that we're all pretty much on the same page here. But I know that, for instance, when you, when you reach out and you're you're channeling to a group that has not heard this kind of thing before, you you probably get pushback. You probably get some significant pushback, and and <laughs> there's a lot of challenging going on there. There's, yeah, there's you getting challenged, but there's I also heard, the um, talking to being challenged.
1: I used to I don't listen anymore, but I used to listen to Howard Stern years ago in the car when I was working. And he was always making fun of the um, oh, my gosh, uh, the Long Island medium. Remember the woman that had the TV show? Oh, yeah. She,
0: Teresa Caputo.
1: Yeah. 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 He always made fun of her. I'm going to have her on the show and I'm going to show what a fake she is and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> she won't come on here. And I just remember thinking, why would she even care to come on there? <laughs> You know, why would she care to walk into a place where somebody's going to do nothing but try to, you know, debunk her? And who is she harming with what she does? And, again, we're all in our own bubble of reality. (laughs) If people are served by that, why is that such a threat to people? Mm. You know, if people are served by what she does or entertained by it or whatever, why is that such a threat? So I, I... I, if somebody said, I, we want you to come on. We want to test the stream if it's real. <laughs> uh, if somebody's already decided it's not real, it's not going to be real for them. Yeah. That's going to have no value probably for anyone. And, and I'm not really concerned with anybody believing in the stream or not, or any of this stuff. You know, it's what, it's the path that we choose in our belief systems. And I have chosen this path and it really lights up for me. And it really, you know, it's is something that I really love. It resonates with me. But I don't think everybody's the
0: It, it came me up in our
1: master class on oh. Saturday. Somebody asked about that. And the stream said, and I'll, I'll shut up. Uh, the stream, no, no, it's all right. <laughs> no matter what your belief system is, if you give it power, it will work for you. There are Catholics who give power to Catholicism, and they are, are exactly mm-hmm. living the life they want to live through the power of Catholicism. Southern mm-hmm. Baptists. I talked about my, uh, afterward, I talked about my cousin, Kimmy, in Louisiana, who's a staunch Southern Baptist, and her life seems great. She seems happy. I'm not going to go say, oh, you shouldn't believe that. You need to follow the stream. We're all <laughs> here living in our bubbles of reality.
2: David, yeah. I'm, I'm intrigued about your your physical body as um, a, a literal channel. Or an energetic source like that. Do you feel different, I said, "Do you um, your physical body as a channel for an energy, a different energy flow? Do you feel different after you've been streaming?"
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. I uh, first of all, I would never come into any place where I know I'm going to channel, and I always know in advance uh, when I'm going to channel. It doesn't just, you know, I don't just pop in and do it sometimes. And I meditate; (laughs) I get into a really good space. I keep myself there most of the time, anyway. But I would never allow myself to be frustrated by something and then pop on here. With Walt, you know, in fact, that's a good thing, I, right? I didn't have the uh, link, but you probably sent it to me. And I didn't know where it was, that's right. <laughs> I didn't have the link to get on. And I just thought, Oh, maybe I'll get on. Maybe I won't. I'm not going to get upset by that because if mm-hmm. I went out, if I went down my spiral, Oh my gosh, I don't have the link. And the show's starting. This is so awful. I'm so embarrassed. You know, I would have probably never been able to do what I did. I, I come in with a good, in a really good space and then channel, and the you probably notice maybe the the deeper we get into it, the more it starts to really flow, and sometimes it's coming so fast I start to stutter because there's just boom, all this information just popping into my head, and it's very much based on whatever the audience is seeking. It's a delivery you know based on what you're all looking for, and it's more information that I can process sometimes. And then when I come out of it, I'm always like, I don't know how would you describe it giddy? I'm always like, you know, just, <laughs> yeah, I call it buzzing. I, I always say buzzing buzzing when I get out yeah. of it, I, I definitely feel it all over. I'm really disconnected from my body while I'm doing it. But then when I come back in, I'm very buzzy. And uh gosh, after I did five hours in LA, uh, <laughs> January, <laughs> I was buzzy. And then I completely crashed and I was exhausted and I didn't recover. I did that on a Saturday. I didn't recover till Tuesday.
3: Oh wow.
2: wow. Yeah, I was intrigued because I was on stage for so many years and I, and body language is like English to me and I watch it and I was intrigued to see your physiognomy change. Um, the, the way you held your head, the way your facial muscles moved, the, the, the articulation. Um, that was a piece that intrigued me about Esther as well, that her whole physiology changed once the channel was there. Um, and it's, it's, yeah, it's fascinating to watch. So I was intrigued when you got back in to know notice if you was like, oh,
3: this is how, this is very, how very, I am. Very, very buzzy.
1: Very right. buzzy. And I'm actually, um, I'm taking better care of my physical vehicle these days. And, um, uh, <laughs> nice. well, yeah. And I, I create, well, I created a spin out, you know, during the last couple of years, I created this big spin out in my health, but that spin out of my health actually elevated me. Because before I would, you know, it was more about keeping the weight off and putting muscle on and all of that stuff. Now it's a whole different vibe. And I have all mm. these holistic people that are in, you know, that work for me and are in my boot camp. And they're all like, yay, you've caught up to us now. So <laughs> I'm like, totally, you know, I live on organic fruit and vegetable juice mostly and a little bit of organic meat just a couple of times a week. I really cut out alcohol. I've cut caffeine way back, uh, you know, to almost nothing uh drinking a lot more water now and you know all of that stuff uh and that's changed all of it too that's like even more clarity there's just there's always this other layer that that we can allow and i think all of us are like that there's always some other layer of growth or abundance or whatever you want to call it that we have waiting for us when we figure out how to get there
0: Very I remember hard. something else that came up in the stream session that I wanted to bring up. And and actually, it's probably better if you address it than to have the stream address it. Because the stream talked about the operating system. And I, I, they didn't really give a whole lot of context. So somebody who hasn't been through TIA may not know what that's all about. But particularly, they said something. They, they said two different things that kind of didn't seem to jive together. They said, on the one hand, that the operating system is what we build up over the course of our lives. It's like the sum of all of our experiences and our thought patterns and the messages that we received and so forth. But on the other hand, and they didn't really touch on this much here as they do in Taya bootcamp, Taya is all about reprogramming the entire operating system. So it leaves, it opens up the interesting question. Well, if we are reprogramming the operating system, what happened to the old operating stuff? I mean, you have this whole lifetime. But it's not like the lifetime went away. So where does it go? Well, that's where we get into detuning because all of the stuff
1: that sort of drags your vibration down, all of the judgments you've had about everything that you've experienced in your life, and detuning them, which is the radical appreciation process, they, they shift. The, the vibration shifts from something negative to something positive. So you hear people in spiritual circles will say, you know, nothing happens to you. Everything happens for you. It's, it's that mindset of, okay, how did that, that, did that serve me? And if I don't know how it served me yet, all I need to do is just appreciate that I had the experience and then how it served me will eventually emerge. And in my lifetime, I've had plenty of experiences that served me that I carried around the weight of for years, not seeing how it served me that, that victim vibe of my father left when I was a kid and my mother was abusive and you know all of that stuff that little song that we sang on that loop for years and years and years and I went into my early 40s with that and now I look back uh, and think gosh you know if I didn't have the mother, mother that I had I wouldn't be the person that I am today I, I you know all of the contrasting experiences I've had in my life and I've had plenty and Every single one of them moved me further up and up and up. As soon as I found appreciation for them, then suddenly the gifts that were offered in that experience just emerged. And I do believe that we can all find that on any, and I always, you know, give the worst of the worst people. You know, the, the people that I work with, uh, I've worked with people whose children were murdered. I've worked with people whose children committed suicide. I've worked with people who uh, have had terminal cancer and, and come through that. I have worked with people that were severely abused, you know, just systematically throughout their lives. So all of these things that we put out there is sort of that threshold of, well, I could never appreciate that. I have worked with people that have gone in that direction and completely changed their their experience of it and changed their lives as a result of that. So it's possible. But it takes work. You don't, again, you don't go to the person whose child was murdered. Well, I did in, in the thing <laughs> I think I've told that story. I when she wanted to join <laughs> boot camp, I said, are you ready to appreciate your son's murder and his murderer, and she understood it. But we were in the vibration of a conversation deep into it before I said that. I would, you know, if somebody just approached me, I would never say that to somebody. You know, I mean it was sad, they would probably smack me if I said something like that. (laughs) And you know, and it would be okay. Yeah. Because it's (laughs) like the most traumatic, painful thing a person has experienced, you never start with, you need to appreciate that. And I know that that came up, but it's coming up now that that came up. So you don't, you just don't, you would never go in and start with that with somebody. You've got to read the room, right? You know what, what is this? What is this person? Where are they? And how do I best serve them? And not just pummel them with some belief system that they may not even be ready for yet.
0: Mm. Really good. Well, in our last couple of minutes, let's make sure we oh, go ahead, Jackie. Do you have something else?
1: Oh no, no,
2: I was just—I was actually one other thing. I think that would you say that the first step towards appreciating is to just stop resisting it?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's you know, and, and I think when you said step, that's a great point to make. The you don't—it's detuning. It's—it's it's walking a path toward knowing that there there may be a way for me to appreciate that this at some point. I don't, I can't imagine that right now because it's been so painful for so long or it's so present in my life right now, but I understand the concept and I want to start walking toward it. And so the, the kind of surrender is part of it. And then forgiveness is, is part of the path too. You know, we all understand that vibration of forgiveness very well. and, And to me, that's sort of a rest stop on the way to authentic appreciation, but the stream has said that authentic appreciation. Is actually a higher vibration even than what we consider love, because mm-hmm. love still has some judgment in it. Where authentic appreciation means just that, mm-hmm. authentic appreciation, and it, mm-hmm. appreciation is really
0: deep understanding of more than anything. Yeah, I like that. That's really good. All right, before we wrap up, uh, let's uh, give some details about uh, the tire world. No, there's first of all, I guess the usual entree now is the tire practice is that the, the, the best group for somebody to come into in order to find out more
1: yeah if you're if, those of you that are still on facebook make that joke <laughs> <laughs> well you know I, I had somebody that i talked to today that every time she opens facebook you know she's drawn back into that fear narrative mm-hmm. and i said you either need to get rid of facebook or you need to learn to navigate facebook the way you drive your car you know you don't get in your car and put a blindfold on and start driving and hope that it turns out okay when you get on <laughs> facebook you need to go to your destination the group that 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 serves you. Getting, I have a group, so I'm not saying everybody needs to get off Facebook necessarily, but you need to to take control of your experience on social media these days because it's baiting you into a narrative, and it's all fear based stuff, no matter what side you're on. True. Where did we start with that question? Uh, yes, the Facebook. <laughs> movie, the <tie>. <laughs> 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 Tya, trust your abundance. Uh, you can find us at thestreamofdavid.com, and I, uh, anybody that's interested in the. Practical application of the stream's teachings, it's the Taya practice in the Facebook group, available to everybody.
0: And for people who have some, and and a lot of our listeners already know Taya, either having gone through boot camp or having listened to the podcast and heard all the stuff we've talked about. Um, So if if you're beyond what, they can learn from just going into the Tire practice. What are some of the the next steps that they can take? Because you have a number of different things that happen on the way. You have met you know. Well, a lot of it is do the stuff. work
1: in the group. You know, we have all these these free teachings that I, just, I did a live about this, this morning. When you give stuff away for free, people don't bother to do it because they don't think it has yeah. any value. You
3: know? Right, right. <laughs> and we
1: don't not everything that we do is free. Certainly boot camp is a is a high ticket item for sure. But get into the group and use the group to to see if the tie practice is right for you get to know everybody and then manifest your path into something like boot camp. When you're really ready to, to get into transform transformation, that's 12 weeks of work, right. Or more. Well, my case (laughs) is 26. (laughs) I was going to say, Walt Walt took a sweet time, but it was okay. As long as you're engaged, we don't spit you out. You know, we want you to, to get it. So as long as you're engaged, the only thing that, uh, you know, when somebody self sabotages and just disconnects from it, you know, we, we, Try to pull you back into it, uh, but we we don't put a time limit on it. It's a twelve week course, but you know you take it as you take it for sure. But I
0: also wanted to mention and kind of point at, and touch on some of the things that are beyond the practice group because you have like the master classes. I think there's another one coming up, isn't there? There's another yeah. One we're
1: actually we've committed to doing a master class every single month this year. Oh, is that what it is? Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: So we're doing the master class every single month, and we're doing three.
1: We have we're doing four live events this year. We did L A. On January Mm -hmm. 15th, we have New York coming up. It's supposed to be April 23rd, but we are still figuring out the location for that. It'll be outside the city somewhere. Uh, and then we're going to London in July. We're, uh, we're intending to go to Sydney in October. Wow. Yeah.
0: And I'm looking forward to the New York visit. I'm, I'm, I don't know what part outside of the city you're going to, but if you can make it Connecticut, that would be great.
1: Well, we're thinking. I have to detune the trigger of Connecticut because, you know, my 20-year career was basically. Yeah, I know I, I know. I need to detune that, I think. <laughs> uh, it's probably going to be New Jersey. We want to be really uh, connected okay. to the New York airports, so we're thinking just over...
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I'll just have to detune the fact that I wanted it in Connecticut. You'll have to detune well. the drive to New Jersey from Connecticut. Which <laughs> That's is right. In your new car that you manage. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, David. Thank you once again for thank visiting. You. It was your- nice meeting you, Jacqueline. Good to see you again, Sydney.
3: Good yes. to
0: see you too, Thanks for being here. And you're going to be coming on a couple more times. I know you're scheduled sometime in um, April. I think there's one in March too. So we'll look forward to those as well. So thank you once again, and thank you for everything that you're doing. Because I mean, I, I think mo- many of us here appreciate what you've done. But I, I think we, Cindy and I, and Jackie, we did a show recently talking about the importance of encouragement. And I think we we need to do this more. So I want to encourage you to keep doing what you're doing and, and just, you know, be just know that you're appreciated for what you're doing.
1: Thank you. I always appreciate yeah. hearing that. Always. Yeah. Thank you.
0: Very good. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Cindy. Thank you, Jackie. Thank you, live streamers. And thank you especially to podcast listeners everywhere. We'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody.
3: Bye.